0: Down to business with Bobby Kerr, brought to you by Bank of Ireland on News Talk.
1: Now it seems that the chip wars, as in who has the best microchips, is about to heat up as Huawei have a new chip that has been hailed as a breakthrough. I'm joined now by our regular tech guru, Andy O'Donoghue, to look at this and some very other interesting tech stories, including the electrification of roads in Sweden. We'll come to that in a minute, Andy. But let's start with the chip wars and Huawei. Um, Maybe give us a little bit of a background to this story, because it's quite intriguing.
0: It is an intriguing story, Bobby. And so Huawei have launched a new smartphone, the Mate 60 Pro. And inside it, there is a chip uh, that analysts say appears to support 5G. Now... Um, Huawei, of course, are have been impacted by trade restrictions in the United States, and their chip inside this new phone is made by a big uh, Chinese company called SMIC, and it has surprised people with – I suppose this, it, this new current chip has surprised people because it is so advanced, and they have managed to do this – even without the assistance of, uh, and I'm sorry for the acronyms, but without the assistance of ASML, who are a Dutch company, who make the machines that people use to manufacture chips. So while I having done this, it is a surprise. We'll, we We need to, I suppose, see more. But what it does reveal is... The, the entire world economy, Bobby, relies on microchips, and there are two companies behind all of this that most people have never, th- never heard of, and they are two of the biggest companies in the world. One is TSMC, which is the Taiwanese uh, manufacturing company who make the chips. But even in a way more curious are the Dutch company, ASML, and they make the machines that you need to build okay. those chips.
1: So if we, if we distill this down, we have a scenario where Huawei uh, were essentially, essentially alienated by the US, uh, they were blocked, uh, as was their, their, uh, and their smartphone business was nearly wiped out because they couldn't get access to these chips. But what you're telling me now is through some sort of backdoor mechanism, they've now got a Chinese company that can make the chip. And now they—they're not—they'll—they'll they, be able to rebuild their smartphone business. Well, is that essentially where this is
0: going? This—that—that's potentially where this could go. And Huawei had become the world's biggest smartphone smartphone manufacturer. They were at one point—you go back, um, you know, five years or so—and there is no doubt that Huawei were innovating faster than Apple or Samsung. And then pretty much overnight, because of the trade restrictions by the US, it meant they had no access to American technology. And so they had to rely on building their own chips. And building chips, Bobby, is really, really complicated. It's a fascinating industry. But Huawei now are using the Chinese company, um, SMIC. So we don't know where it will go, but what I suppose what's fascinating about this is uh, it, it, take this Dutch company, ASML, who build the machines that um, that help you make the chips. I mean, they, 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 they have an incredibly sophisticated manufacturing process called EUV, Extreme Ultraviolet Lithography and that's uh that's how these these silicon wafers are sort of printed but there's only about 6 or 7 customers for that in the world and they are people like um Intel and Samsung to buy right. to buy one of those machines is more than 200 million dollars it requires 40 shipping containers and 3747s generally get chartered to deliver it to you so you can see if Huawei have succeeded in doing this it is a remarkable advancement in chinese semiconductor manufacturing
1: isn't it amazing as well when you look at this that you know that so much is controlled by so few when you think about
0: it. This is, I mean, this is truly one of the most fascinating businesses. And ASML started in um, kind of uh, sort of a spin out of Philips um, uh, in in Holland. And as I say, Bobby, it's a name that most people don't know. And then Taiwan, uh, the TSMC, who make the chips, um, are all you know almost equally unknown but the thing about both of those companies is that they do things that absolutely nobody else in the world has been able to do that's what makes them so valuable and that's what makes them very long-term partners for the tech companies so it is a it's a fascinating industry and Huawei are probably very pleased with themselves I suspect that we're all talking about what they've achieved.
1: All right, well, we'll keep an eye on that story because it, it looks like it might have uh, more to run. Let's go to Sweden, Andy, and the electrification of roads. Um, this is sounds like a, a giant piece of infrastructure. Um, is, it, is it something that's actually in play or something that's about to happen?
0: Well, it's a bit of both. And because of the EU's law mandating that by 2035, all new cars must have uh, zero CO2 emissions the the challenge in europe is for infrastructure and so that you know w- the first thing you think is okay well, we're we're going to need loads of charging stations however in sweden and the swedes are very very good at this sort of technology they have tested Uh, electrified roads, essentially. And they've actually, uh, they did have a temporary road for a while, but they do have a plan uh, to launch a full electric road. And it's going to be positioned kind of between Stockholm and Gothenburg Malmo. It's quite a busy uh, kind of route. And they are going to have a lane where your electric vehicle is charged. And the tendering process is going on. And it might be cables over the lane, and that would suit trucks, but it might be conductive charging, which would be like a rail. And I think perhaps the most exciting is they are looking at inductive charging. So as you drive, the vehicle's coil is charged, and that's transferred to the battery. And they've done a lot of research, Bobby, on this, and one of the interesting things they found, um, and they, they followed over 400 private cars um, on the roads, and they found that if you combine home charging people plugging in at home with this public charging that the size of the battery in an EV could be reduced by 70% and if you, which is massive if you reduce the, the battery size by 70% you are eliminating say from the average electric car a cost of maybe 8 or 10,000 euros that makes cars more affordable it means that people will buy them quicker and this could have a remarkable impact so um, this really is a fascinating development in Sweden.
1: Okay. And even with their climate, and we know that batteries don't work great in in, in cold climates. And, you know, if you look at your your range that you get during mm. the winter versus the summer, like Sweden has all those cold weather challenges as well. It
0: does, yeah, it does. And, 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 and I mean, that's, that's really interesting. But the, I, I, and I suppose that's part of this, that in that environment, being able to charge as you drive, um, you know, gets you back up. You know, it pushes your, it pushes your charge back up as you drive. And they, they do have a plan over 20 years uh, or so to have thousands, I think three or four thousands of, of, of kilometres of electrified roads in Sweden.
1: Wow. Finally, Andrew, then let's have a look at the iPhone 15 uh, recently launched, but uh, it's getting quite hot. (laughs) Could we say Uh, that?
0: (laughs) I I think it is. It It was a hot story when it launched. Um, However, over the last couple of weeks, and you know, people haven't had these in their hands for so long. However, it looks uh, like uh, quite a number of users are reporting what appears to be overheating. And um, I suppose the the, the conversation is that Apple's new processor, the A17 Pro, uh, is running so fast, and we're talking about microchips, it's running so fast that the phone is overheating. Now, it's not really overheating, but it is certainly, uh, they're warming up. And one of the problems is that Apple have put titanium sides into the phone. The reason they did that was to reduce the weight. And I mean, the the, uh, Pro Max is 20 grams lighter. So the engineering, has kind of given uh, this side effect for some people. And, you know, Apple aren't going to recall the phones. Uh, it's, it's, It's nothing that serious. But probably, Bobby, what they might do is they will issue a software update that might even... Uh, reduce the processor um, performance somewhat. Most people wouldn't notice, power users might, but it is an interesting story and it's one of those things that when you launch a new product that um, you're pushing and pushing and pushing for performance, something has to give or at least uh, creak a little bit.
1: Could I suggest if the airlines took a different view on this, in other words, if they decided they didn't want extra hot phones on board aircraft, it might be a very different story. That's
0: a good point. And I mean, we saw that, uh, you know, uh, in the past and batteries overheating. Um, this, you know, the, the thermal design is very important in phones and people really want lighter phones. And the titanium f- uh, frame does appear here to, to, to be an issue here. Now, we haven't heard an official statement about this. This is, I suppose, uh, online speculation, but there's been enough of these stories that, uh, to kind of pique the interest. So we, We'll see how it pans out.
1: All right. Andy, as always, our tech guru, Andy O'Donoghue. Great to talk to you, as always. Thanks, Bobby. Down to
0: Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland. Saturday morning at 11 on News Talk.